How about that ride in? What is <laughs> what is that from? The Hangover. I don't know if they called it Hangover Part One at the time, but no, no, it's just the, the first hangover. hangover. Yeah. Uh, which for some reason I'm able to quote. I'm, I can quote a few things from that, but then Step Brothers and Austin Powers are another level of things that I can quote off the cuff. And you know how bad my memory is for remembering hmm. things, especially quotes, because I'll text you sometimes. You'll like ask that Starsky me. and Hutch quote. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> What's this <"Guilty."> from? Because <laughs> <laughs> it comes up in the in the office, and I'm even the one who said the quote, so I know it's something from somewhere, but I can't retrace my steps. And so I'm messaging you like, "You've heard this before, right? What am I missing?" You're like, "Guilty." That's Starsky and Hutch. So the Hangover, I just remember that quite often how about that right in I, and i quoted one the other night to you as well where i was like um we were so drunk last night we can't remember remember and uh and then i said what's oh. that from <laughs> and we had this conversation yeah. all over again and you were like because um, you were all like are you impressed that i know this quote and i was like i don't even know that's me just always trying to impress that and um there's a fucking tiger in the bathroom <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but Step, do you remember anything from Step Brothers? Do we just become best friends? Of course. You don't not get Randy Jackson's autograph. Mm, they say that the my, sword yeah, <laughs> they say my voice is a mix of Jesus and Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't call you dad, even if there was a fire. Even if there was a fire. That's one of my favorite quotes. It's a I... great one. Just them at the dining room table. Mm-hmm. So, so funny. Um, <laughs> the dinosaur one i remember my first beer <laughs> like it's you so should have funny been. i fell off my dinosaur last time i heard that i fell off my dinosaur my favorite quote is what are you doing i'm burying you but i'm alive <laughs> that's actually not one that i quote often but now i'm hearing i'm going that's fucking hilarious that's uh, a bit of back and forth so it makes sense that uh, you wouldn't just quote it yeah, yeah. Like, um <laughs> the, one with the, the dad sits them down stepdad for one of them was like you got to move out of the house. You've got to, got to get your lives sorted. You've got to be employed, all that. And then it's like, you're telling <laughs> us we got to get out of the house. We got to get a job. What the fuck just happened? What the fuck just happened? And they go for the interview together as well. And They say something along the lines of, I've got a belly full of white dog shit and you dropped <laughs> this shit on us? Yeah, there's that as well. And they're like, what are you doing? You're like, we're going to fuck shit up. And they, they, they just knock the papers out of the guy's yeah, hand. Do. And Sue's slow motion, but um, wearing tuxedos and sneakers, looking very cool. To a job interview, cool. They look mentally ill. <laughs> yes, cool for the movie. If it was in real life, you would be yeah. wondering exactly what was happening. And the other quote I specifically remember is when I think Will Ferrell's dressed up as like a Nazi or something, trying to get people not to buy the house. <laughs> and he goes, He's wearing the white yeah, hat. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, Jesus. "Hey, Derek, Spreckenzie Dick." <laughs> The only knowing part of that, that film with those two children in that family that sing song oh, tunes yeah. on the car ride yeah. in, which is Catherine Hahn and Adam Scott from memory. Yeah. I'm not 100% on the dude's name, but yeah, that guy from like Parks oh, and Rec Oh, unless and stuff. it's the real douchey guy whose face I want to punch. I think he works in the office though. He really annoys me throughout oh, the Oh, that's film. probably Rob Riggle. Yeah. 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 He's, he's always very punchable. Yeah. <laughs> Like that guy in Breaking Bad that we watched the other day. Similar similar vibes. You just want to punch him in the face. The guy with the fancy car that he blows up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. He's got yeah. one of those faces. Man, there's, and those dudes actually do do look kind of similar. Seem, yeah, you know, I think so. Very anyway. white, middle-agey, dark hair, punchable faces. 
But yeah, that, that whole family sang the Guns N' Roses song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he nearly runs the car off the road. Listen to my voice. <laughs> Sweet child of mine. Just the children are so obnoxious in their faces. <laughs> yeah. I don't knock these people around a little bit. The, one of the kids at the dinner table when... Uh, uh, John C. Riley's character mm. asks what something is like, and it's a boat. And he goes, "Is he serious?" And then the kid goes, "What's wrong with this guy?" <laughs> then of course you have the um, the boat song, "Boats and Hoes, Boats and Hoes," and then you got shut the, the fuck up, Carolina Wine Mixer. And oh yeah, that's them great. singing and John C. Riley playing the drums, and oh, it's just a good laugh. I feel like if I ever needed a laugh and just to switch off or feel good, that that's easily a movie you could go to. One of my favorite things at the end with that Catalina Wine Mixer is when uh, Brennan, Will Ferrell's character, his uh, therapist shows up. And he's like, I'm so glad you came. And she's like, well, you said if I didn't, you were going to kill yourself. <laughs> That's a good therapist. She should be showing up for yeah. sure. Um, and then to finish with one from uh, The Hangovers, or something like, I'm a one-man wolf pack. Remember that from the top of the building? He's giving a... That's the start of his speech is how about that right in? Mm. <laughs> and then he goes, I've always been a one-man wolf pack. And now he's sort of reflecting on having three other friends now in this pack of wolves. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that movie a number of times and I don't really, really? remember any of it except for when Mike Tyson punches that guy. What about the, uh, the satchel? Indiana Jones has one. Nope, don't remember that. <laughs> I just rem- I remember, uh, have you got a phone bank? Uh, you know, a bank of phones? <laughs> And she goes, there's a phone in your room. And then it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, that. all right, that'll do. Other two movies didn't, uh, they fell away a little bit from there, didn't they? But uh, I got you your orange sherbet. Oh, that's well, that's Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Not Another a good Will time to lose one's head. <laughs> this one, sharks with freaking laser beams attached hey, to their heads. Just quietly, look at the time. This is uh, our mm. intro. So Yeah. Um, so, uh, as we said, it's not a good time to lose one's head. We weren't very headstrong, were we? That's enough, Austin. In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes, Jade and MJK, come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is not another podcast. Whoa, whoa, sweet child of mine. Still vibing from that nine minute cold open. <laughs> six, six. Yeah, numbers divisible by three. It just has to be cold. It doesn't have to be short. Yeah, it was, that was, it was icy in here, son. Cold as ice. Do you know uh, Jeremy that? Renner had a band when he was younger called Hot Ice? Do you learn this from watching Graham Norton? Correct. Ah, I don't know. Bing, 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 bing. You know my go-to YouTube rabbit holes. That's what you know. Or just shit where, why would Jade know this random piece (laughs) of information? What interviews does she watch? Graham Norton. Group interviews. The brain went real fast. Um, But we are here in season 10, episode 9. So episode 99 for our podcast. Another podcast. And we're discussing many effing things today. Who wore 99 in the Mighty Ducks? That is a great Banks. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. How many dings are we doing here? Damn. Damn. That just reminded me that we probably should do some MCU trivia in a minute. All right. Well, fucking let's go right now. Well, I just want to say oh, that right. we are swamped. It's almost like finale 
level mm. shit we're covering today. We're covering bottoms. <laughs> we still spent six minutes on it in intro. <laughs> These got... are going to be short, sharp and shiny. All right, here we go. Bottoms, sex education final series, no hard feelings, the creator and the continental. And I'll only be speaking about three-fifths mm-hmm. of those things. Jade's going to be covering everything. Well, I've just realized all of these have a heavy sexual theme. <laughs> the creator doesn't. Well, I mean... Continental doesn't really. Someone probably tries the to The top make, three definitely do. The creator. What happens? How do you create things? Ooh, well, this sex. is AI, so not sex. Someone fucked we'll a robot. Gone in 60 seconds, the segment where MJK tries to guess as many MCU questions as possible in one minute. The timer begins at the end of the first question. Yo, adding extra stakes right now. If I get more than two twice, which is very unlikely with recent history, you have to go to work for me tomorrow. Let's go. And here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I lost my spot. Don't you F with me, son. All right. That's my fault. Okay, here we go. Stakes. Which planet Ooh. does Peter Quill retrieve the orb containing the Power Stone? Nowhere. In Black Panther, what African country is T- Nakia operating as a spy before T'Challa arrived and brought her back to Wakanda? Pass. What does Doctor Strange use to control time? Oh, his stone thing. Pass. What is Stanley's role in Ant-Man? He's a... Driver, pass. Mark Ruffalo replaced which actor as Bruce Banner? That would be Edward Norton. Correct. What is the name of the actor who pretends to be the Mandarin? Ben Kingsley. Which 80s actor's career got a reboot from the MCU franchise? Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Wanda Maximoff became the main character on which TV series? WandaVision. What comedic TV show has made multiple cameo appearances in Marvel Universe? Say that again, sir. What comedic TV show has made multiple cameo appearances in the multiverse? Pass. What is the Hulk's name when he's in human form? Bruce Banner. What does S.H.I.E.L.D. stand for? Pass. Which, which hero intercepted the nuclear missile um, aimed at Manhattan in the Avengers? You can answer Hulk. That I don't know. All right, let's go back. Struggling. Ooh, some beeping. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. All right, here we go. Ready to count? Yep. I'm ready, son. You better be ready to go to work for me tomorrow. I definitely probably got two. The planet Peter Quill retrieved the orb containing the Power Stone was Morag. Oh, damn it. That was... Never mind. Continue. Uh, Nakia was working as a spy in Nigeria. Should have got that. Doctor Strange uses the Eye of Agamotto. Oh, yeah. Definitely wouldn't have got that. Stanley is a bartender. Bartender. In Ant-Man. Mark Ruffalo did replace Edward Norton. My man's Edward Norton. Ben Kingsley did pretend to be the Mandarin. Robert Downey Jr. was the 80s actor who got a reboot with Iron Man. Yeah, he did. Wanda Maximoff stars in WandaVision. I thought I got that wrong for some reason because no, it, it... No, no, because it yeah. said Wanda Maximoff stars Yeah, I know. It's like a bit of a trick question. Yeah. Uh, the comedic show that makes cameos throughout the universe is Community. Oh, because the, the Russo brothers both directed a lot and also right. quite a few of the actors show up and... The that Avengers makes sense. movies, yeah. 
The Hulk's name is Bruce Banner. Yep. Shield stands for Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. Just sometimes I wish I had a little bit of Asperger's so I'd remember shit like that. <laughs> um, the hero who intercepts the missile above Manhattan in the Avengers. Your boy said Hulk. Was Iron Man. Yeah, what was that, boy. six? Yeah, I stopped counting after six. I think that's six. Yeah. That's pretty good because there are a few misses there, a couple of passes. And one, can you repeat it? And one, can you repeat it? Yeah, so that yes, killed some time. <laughs> yes, you can. So you're going to work for me for the next three days on on that or those numbers there. I hope you like hot kitchens on a 31 degree day. I'll do your school marking. Everybody passes. Everybody wins. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock crushes your scissors, son. Crash, boom, bang, pow. Lahoo, I won. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Take it away with what have you watched lately. I'm going to do us both a solid and I'm going to give us the night off. Thank you for listening, everybody. (laughs) Just playing. (laughs) Just playing. All righty, tidy. This list is actually... Impressive. Like, quite a bit going on here. All right. On a recommendation from a friend, I watched an Australian movie called Mad Bastards from about 2013. Okay. It's good. Highly recommend. Uh, it's it's a, a, an indigenous Australian bloke who's really not good at life, has no relationship with his son, decides that he wants to go meet his son, finally. His son's going through some troubles as well. His son's about, I don't know, adolescence. Mm-hmm. Say 14, he's getting a lot of shit. And it's just uh, a movie about, you know, how they try to be better people and shit. Yeah. yeah. Father and son relationship. Yeah, and then yeah. there's also the, the, the grandpa dynamic as well. Oh, who's cool. kind of like the boss Another of the Another generation's yeah. perspective. So that was quite interesting. Good watch. Loved the music in it as well. There was a lot of cool acoustic shit going on in that. Watched that on Binge, so that was quite good. What's the Outlaws on Netflix with your boy Adam Devine Divine? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy I don't like who played Bond. What? But who's the, who's the James Bond I don't like? Daniel Craig. Nah, Pierce. Pierce Bro- Brosnan. Yeah, he was in it. Uh, silly film, quite enjoyable to be honest. Easy, easy, easy watch. Uh, now I just need to move up. I watched the stupid movie Champions with uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, okay. It was essentially the story of the Champions movie, The Mighty Ducks, but with uh, intellectually disabled folks. Just It was rated as a comedy, and the trailers for it made it look like it was going to be funny, but it was just oh. bogus. It wasn't wasn't that great. It was more like, ah, they said something that they wouldn't say. <laughs> and yeah, do <laughs> Damn. Uh, watch the movie that was on your list, Copycat, Sigourney Weaver, oh, 90s, fun little, uh, what do you call it, like a thriller? Oh yeah, crime thriller, go. psychological thriller. Speaking of uh, pretty much the same plot as a movie on the list this week, I watched Fight Club, Bottoms, because they've got a fight club. <laughs> they sure do, we'll get to that. 
uh, watch Dexter season seven and season eight to finish <gasps> that. You off. rounded it out. It's all done. Dunnery dude. All caught up. Thanks Never to happening Prime. again. Uh, it's it's over Never forever. happening again. <laughs> Don't need to see it. I finished and I didn't even realize it. Uh, Hills season two. Oh, so yeah. the wrestling show on Stan, Stan and it hasn't been renewed and it finished on a cliffhanger. So oh dear, maybe the renewals been put on hold with the no, writer strike. No, no? it just Long it wasn't getting that. a lot of views because oh, it no. was impossible to watch. So I think it was over there a Peacock show. And every Got other, you. This every will other come com- up with one of our films today. Yeah. And every other country, it's really hard for it to like stand. We have so that's easy, but there's no advertising for it, anything like that. So there was very low views, so it didn't get renewed. Mm. Watch season one, Warrior. Yeah, nice on binge. Mm-hmm. Eight episodes. Let's say yes. It's period piece, uh, set in Asia. Yeah. No. It's not in Asia. Uh, so California, the sixteenth century, or something? no, <laughs> no way, no early no early nineteen hundreds. Oh. Uh, so it was when they brought the Chinese over to do like the railroads and shit. And <sighs> it's not San Diego. It's a part of San Fran, San Francisco. Thank you, because it was a heavy, I'm heavy. Like, what's near LA? <laughs> heavy Asian populace there, and gotcha. also they got the the trams and stuff there. So yeah, so it's set there. Good little. Good show. Yeah. And it definitely has the Banshee vibes. and For sure. Very enjoyable. Uh, the Bear Season 2, rewatched with you. Shit. You're going to be talking about that. Look forward to hearing your thoughts. What? <laughs> and uh, I watched Season 1, Season 2. Of, I told you this list was long. Apologies. Like, no, I don't care. You look like you're I've, like, I No, I revisited a uh, episode of ours the other day, and your list of... You had watched fucking every single movie that was on the planet within two weeks. I was like... Because you, it was apparently really cold, and you wanted the heater, and you found out I had Prime, so you parked yourself on my couch whilst I was working and just hammered through a bunch of movies. Really? Oh yeah, like a lot of revisits and some, some for the first time. Interesting. So I'm not new to this. I'm just chilling. Okay. Kirby Enthusiasm season one, season two. Oh yeah, I saw you watching that. First ever watch through for me. Really? I've seen episodes here and there. Okay. But I never committed to it fully because there was just certain that sometimes there'd be episodes that were just goofy as fuck. I'm like, I don't, I actually don't like this show. And then other times I'd watch and I'd be in stitches oh, laughing. Wow. I'm like, what's the vibe here? And early on, it's still kind of got the vibe because some episodes are hysterical. Mm. Other episodes, the vibe is just completely different. Okay. At least you can find the groove with the hilarious ones. And that's what you stick around for. Yeah. Because you know so you're going to get a laugh I at some point. I know for the most part that I yeah. do enjoy it and... I haven't even got to the point where like um, uh, JB Smooth's there, so he's he's like a huge character in it. Um, mm-hmm. Leon he plays, and then also uh, another dude. But we, yeah, anyway, so I haven't even got to the good bits, is what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Uh, Which Australian story? A silver lining on the two cool. blokes from Silverchair. I did not write that down, but I also I watched did. that with you. Good watch. A little bit heartbreaking. A lot of bit heartbreaking. Just mm. wish those boys would be talking to each other. Yeah, sort it out. Get it together. Great band, Silverchair. Great band. Fellas. And uh, with you, because we have our nice little watch a night. Yeah. Watched season one of <gasps> The Sex Lives of College, college girls. girls. Oh, what a show. And other than that, it's just everything we're talking about later. Oh, yeah. Watch this space. Oh, you know what else you watched? 
What? What I have written down. Excuse you and I were like, hey, we're watching this. Come join us in the lounge room on Friday night. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, shit. From 2000, just featuring George Clooney and directed by... Oh, no. I'm giving Jade the look because she should know who's Francis McDormick married to. Yeah. Oh, I'm blanking. Can I have initials? They're brothers. <laughs> the Russo brothers. Nope. The Wachowskis sisters. <laughs> yeah, now just known as the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. Um, oh, no, I've blanked. Same goes Fargo, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Joel and Ethan are their first Colin. Names. There you go. Oh, it was there. Yeah, I'm, it's kind of t- I'm kind of tired. It's oh, 8, seem, 8 p.m. Seem we're half still on me because we did watch that together. I did forget, yeah. and this was at the top of my Go list. So it. how did this not happen? Yesterday, I watched a prequel part of a trilogy called Pearl, and it was fantastic. You did. Mia Goth, spectacular. Well done. <laughs> Seriously, well done, I got you. nothing else to add. For growing up. <laughs> you, you've, you've done a killer job. This is pretty much all I can say that I've seen her in is uh, X and now Pearl. Pearl. And she's been a show stealer for both of them. Can't wait for this Mashala Ali Blade movie to finally come out because she's supposed to is be she in that. Is she in it? Yep. Sick. Okay, cool. One of a few cast members confirmed. Something to look forward to. If it ever comes out. <laughs> Again, watch this space. So did you like our brother were out there? I noticed for most of the movie you were looking up trivia on it and you let us <laughs> I'm know. I'm looking up trivia regardless, but yeah, excuse Homer's me. Homer's Odyssey. Snoring. It was inspired by Homer's Odyssey and yep. neither yep. of the Coen brothers have really read up. Homer's Odyssey. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yes. Excuse me, had a bit of a snore too and he was like, oh, I remember why I don't like that so much. But it, it was all right. It's not, yeah. Somewhere in the middle. Well, it was somewhere in the middle. didn't have an ending. I was like, what are you talking about, you drunk? That guy's on crack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Drunk crackhead, skeezy. He's a weed man. He doesn't listen to this. On? And if he does, he fucking loves us. And he's not a crackhead. But we're just throwing him under the <laughs> I mean, bus. You are a like, drunk. We're delirious. I watched season four of Harley Quinn thanks to Binge. It's about the only animation I watch. It's 10 eps. Lots of fun. Are they up to season four already? Yeah. Her and Fuck. Poison Ivy just uh, wreaking havoc. Don't haven't heard anything about a season four. Um, you just said it was season four. Uh, a season five. So it wouldn't surprise me if um, it got renewed, to be honest. The Bear season two. Alien. What whoa, year? Whoa, 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 whoa. Give me, give me, oh, give me a little something on the Bear two. season two. Finally, we get the opening of the restaurant, which is what it's counting down to from episode one. How many eps were there? Ten. S- ten. Um, yeah, counting down. So it's like six weeks to go, four weeks to go, two weeks. Ago, I'm like, let me see the restaurant. And by the end of the season, we get to that. So that's very rewarding. And we still have his his romance with, what's her face? Claire Bear. Claire Bear. Um, and, oh, this is like the season of redemption for Cousin. I really like Cousin now. We have some more great cameos. Olivia oh, Coleman was one. But then we God. have the Christmas episode. Episode six, one of the best episodes of, well, I'll say television, television even though it's a streaming service, one of the best episodes oh, of television, television you'll ever see. Let's roll down the list of cameos in that episode. Johnny Bernthal returning. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oscar award winning Jamie Lee Curtis. Bob Odenkirk. Of yes. course, uh, Oliver Platt returning. Olivia Munn's husband. <laughs> so that would be comedian John Mulaney. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson, huge. Are we forgetting someone? Because I really feel bad if we're forgetting someone. Yep. Let's just keep thinking. <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do the IMDb. But anyway, so general thoughts on the bear as a whole 
but more specifically, season oh, two, please. This has come up. It's like I'll mention it to someone over here in this corner of the staff room, and literally on the other corner of the staff room, someone else goes, "Are you guys talking about the bear?" And then they put their two cents in and go, "How good is it?" And then one of the um, relief teachers, he was uh, talking about, he's like, "I have to sometimes stop those episodes halfway through because it's just so much." going on such intensity and anxiousness as like, oh yeah yeah imagine imagine my friend who works in a kitchen and knows this experience firsthand um so yeah i'm into it it's very snappy and pacey um it keeps things moving uh, and the characters are cool not a huge one to forget oh. but uh jillian jacobs from community fame she was oh, also in the christmas you. episode she was richie's baby baby mama, mama. Yes, gotcha. But yeah, um, I absolutely adore that show. I loved having an mm. excuse to rewatch yeah. season two quite quickly, and also rewatch season one with you. So yeah, because that yes ended not that long ago, I believe. As a season three, is that right? As far as with the absolute success, it's yeah. had it have it's, to. He's won the the Emmy for acting within the show as the lead. Um, so he's popping up in a few other places now with his popularity. Jeremy Allen and White, someone else who will come up. A little bit later. Oh, yeah. A.O., how do you say it? Edda Beery? I'll go with that. Close to that. Apologies if we're saying it wrong. Um, so, yeah, she... Have I seen her before? I've seen her on a Hollywood roundtable before. Um, but I don't think I've seen her in other texts. She came up again. We mentioned her last episode for the Ninja Turtles latest animation film. Um, but this is really the first the introduction to her for a lot of people, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then Bottoms, we'll get to that. But, yeah, love it. Good. So thank, there you go. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. All right. What else? I watched Alien on 4K. And what year question, did that come out? 76. 79. 79. Damn, why yeah. did I so many more years? Directed by? Ridley Scott. Correct. Um, and so obviously introducing Sigourney Weaver, not to the world, but just with to this franchise. Um, looked great in 4K. Um, I'd been mentioning wanting to rewatch this and the following three Recently, so I rewatched mm-hmm. it with Roy Only Beck. Only the following three. I like that. Yes, yes. You were like, we're watching the Aliens movies. And I was like, what about Prometheus? <laughs> no. Like, I've watched Covenant Alien? because that's what about basically Covenant? trying to be modern Aliens. But that was very cool. I appreciated it. I think this may be in the second or third time I've seen it. But it's been a long really? time between innings. So I did enjoy that. Because I, I, I have think... to watch all of them together. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah. And I've done that probably, let's say, at least four times. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I've probably seen Alien at least half. Because I've got times. them all disc, but I think that all the four that I'm keen to watch are all on Disney as well. So they're, they're very accessible. Um, and it's made me want to watch other sci-fis like Annihilation. Have you seen that? With no. Gina Rodriguez, Natalie Portman. Uh, not Pedro Pascal. Uh, Oscar Isaac. And oh, Tessa Thompson. Wait, is Michael Pena in that? Oh. Am I thinking of something else? Potentially. Because I remember seeing advertised. Is it just a Netflix thing? I think it was a Netflix film, yes. Yeah, I think yeah. I remember seeing that advertised and then I was like, I, I should watch disc. that. And then I It's trippy. It's doing... It's kind of like a rival. It's doing more than the obvious in front of you. There's a lot more going on that you can kind of infer from watching it. Um, and that's why I want to re-watch it. Okay. Uh, I've got it on Eng- disc. English teacher, how do you spell Annihilation? A-double-N will get you there. I-H. Yeah, I needed the I-H because it just took me to Anna. 
<laughs> Great film. Natalie Featuring Jessica Chastain. Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Jennifer Thompson, Jason Lee. Benedict Wong, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking of. Not a huge cast. No, it's small because it's just those uh, five women that go into this. Not a portal. Okay, and I was wrong. It's on Prime. Oh, you can see it there now. Shit. Maybe it wasn't the same. I don't remember. But no, maybe the, Netflix. The Netflix one it. I'm thinking of with Michael Pena. I don't know what. Oh, okay, that is, something different. So. Radio. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've played The Walking Dead season two Telltale series. I mentioned season one in the previous episode. Yeah, you fucking monster. And what were you doing in that? Killing dogs. Yeah. yeah. The dog got um. No, <laughs> it didn't get infected. It attacked me and was making a whole lot of noise, bringing zombies' attention towards me. And I'm like, this dog can't be trusted. It's going to eat all of my food. I'm probably better off without it. Bang, bang. He shot me down. Dog no more. <laughs> he shot me down. Bang, bang. Uh, Scusi and I watched Woman yeah, King with our girl me. Viola Davis. All black cast. True story about, I can't remember what century it was setting because this was a few weeks ago now. Um, or I believe also it was a black female director. Um, man, these chicks could fight. And I'm like, if this is a true story, these these chicks are boss as boss bitches in their own right. Um, I'd say it's an action drama telling the story of how they protect the king um, and come into their own power. You're looking the film up now, aren't you, son? Woo! Yeah, you got, me. you got me. Not that film, the, the Michael Pena one. <laughs> okay, I'll keep going. Bottoms, extinction, sex education. Oh, that sounds a lot like annihilation. And, and also, look, look yeah. at that. Does that look like sci-fi? That looks like sci-fi. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I never even heard of that one, so that makes sense. I just remember because, you know, when your, your Netflix screen is sitting there for a while and then it just comes up with moving, yeah. moving yeah. picture yeah, yeah, yeah. advertisements, at gotcha. some point that That's was brand new it. and it just kept coming up. Nice. So the three next things listed here are in our feature. You mentioned Sex Lives of College Girls. I also finished Only Murders in the Building Season 3. Look at my initials for that. <laughs> so I didn't have to write ah. the title out. It almost looks like Men in Black. But yes, that's on Disney+. Plus. Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, Martin Short. Um, crime, thriller, comedy. You meant to say Selena this- Gomez is named like this. Yeah, well, this season had Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep in it. So you have the greatest actress of all time. Not subjective. Accurate fact, by the way. That's Meryl Streep. And then you have, and I'm putting my hand a lot lower to the ground here, (laughs) who talks like this. Oh, maybe we should go look in apartment 23. Maybe that's where the murder's happening. Yeah, I feel really sad about that lady dying. Oh, come on. Give us some animation. Something about her grinds my gears. She always has. Something about her face. Something about her being older than what she really is and her face not matching that. And then her singing being being very basic and her acting being even worse. What does that mean? Being older than what she really is. Because her her face looks like a child, but she'd be in her 30s now, right? She's at least in her yeah. 30s. I'd say at least 31 at this point. Which is point. like child face, and I don't know why that bothers me. <laughs> well, that older I matters. think because, yeah, I don't know. Look, that's a whole other conversation. We'll save that for the Patreon. We'll save that for the Patreon. There is no Patreon. That's the joke. I get it. All right, Copycat from 1995, as you said, and then our, my other two titles here are in our feature. So shall we get to it? <sighs> 
Sure. I don't know if we should. I, like I said, I, you know, we could have had the night off here, but uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. Well, uh, peace. Okay, to our features for today's episode, I'm going to start with Sex Education, season four on Netflix. Um, started airing a couple of weeks ago. That is the final seri- season for this particular series. And it kind of makes sense because they've gone off to college now and they're becoming a little bit more independent where previously the high school was the core of everything. Now they're kind of moving off and being a little bit more independent. So we follow follow Otis as he goes to this new age very modern, very woke college. Um, he's still obviously friends with Eric, who attends there as well, and in Ruby. In the 90s? Sorry? In the 90s? No. Wasn't the show set in the 90s? That's the weird thing about the show. It looks 90s with the clothing and style sometimes. Um, and they don't have a whole lot of tech within it, but they are on phones texting each other a lot of the time. And it's kind of timeless. And the music's throughout a couple of different decades. Um and so it doesn't look like it's 2023, but it definitely represents 2023's society. And uh, just aesthetically, it sometimes looks a little bit um, dated. Sorry for... That's all right. Um, Maeve's gone off to the US with her scholarship for writing. That's causing tensions with her relationship with Otis, which really only just starts at the end of season three. So people are kind of keen to see these guys together when she finally comes back to England, but not for very good reasons because her mum's passed away. Um so we see a lot of heavy stuff because we're used to seeing in, in this particular show, but lots of laughs as well. I'm sure you heard me laughing out loud at different times. We follow Gillian Anderson's character, Jean. She's just given birth, middle age, um, without baby daddy. So it's following her trajectory of being a mom and then trying to get back into her sex therapy counselling, which she does via radio slash podcast means now. Kind of, kind of modernise everything in that sense. Um, and she's going through a bit of post-mortem it's post, not most modern, postnatal depression. So again, very heavy things, but very funny. A little bit too woke for some people. They're like, oh, I gave up on it. It's pushing too many agendas. I go, kind of need shows like this to represent different types of people, different types of um, relationships like Otis and Eric. Otis is straight, Eric is gay, but it's very much about how two males um, who aren't both straight can still be friends. And that's probably one of the core relationships of the show over Otis and his mum. But in the end, the main storyline I was following was young Amy, who you remember from Having the bus. Having a wank on her pants. Yeah. Yep. And this is following her trajectory to overcoming that that trauma, if you will. And it's done in a really creative way. I really like that storyline. And yeah, she just melts your heart in this season as well. Um, didn't have the same vibes as the previous three seasons. Because there were quite a few cast members missing that, you know, aren't in the college anymore. They've done other things since high school. So it felt a little bit different there. Like not even having a couple of the teachers that are in a lot of the episodes as well, which are always quite fun. It just felt a little bit lacking in that sense. But nice rounded ending, kind of fun, great representation. Other thing we watched, speaking of representation. Bottoms. (laughs) We watched via watching it. Yep, the internet. Yeah. Thank so, you, internet. Directed by Emma Seligman. Sure. Um, and also written by her and also 
Rachel Sennett, who played our, one of our main characters. Yeah, that's cool. I love when that So, happens. essentially, this is a movie wild. These two queer young ladies want to get laid, and they have their crushes, and they decide, hey, how can we get these bitches into bed? We'll start a fucking fight club. <laughs> you can't even make that up. That's and, exactly how it's pitched in the trailer. And it's... Uh, somehow gets approved by their school counselor or principal i forget which but whatever and then they just say hey ladies do you feel like you need to defend yourself come and <laughs> get punched in the face in our fight club and also they you know dabble in a little bit of terrorism and stuff <laughs> just like the movie fight club <laughs> it really is on par in that sense yeah so yeah it's got our girl ao in it and uh she has Oh, Within the so first funny. 10 minutes, two complete meltdowns on how she thinks her life's going to turn out where she has to marry a, a straight man. Well, she has to marry a man and pretend to be straight and have a miserable existence and all this type of shit. And they're just, yeah, two two gays trying to get out there and get themselves a sexy lady. Yeah, Ayo does quite have has a couple of existential crises throughout. Yeah. She, she just, just plays it out completely. Spirals entirely. Um, and we did laugh out loud a lot and it was like 90 minutes and it felt, we said when we were watching, it just reminds us of, of those teen comedies we used hmm. to get, what, a decade or so ago. We don't quite get in I'd the same way, say, maybe longer. Yeah, like obviously early 2000s, definitely, you know, with like movies like American Pie and yeah. even before that. 10 like, Things Had About You, just yeah. that sort of vibe. And then, you know, recent history, I guess you could put things like super bad in there, but like that that's even... This was pretty, yeah, pretty intense, kind of funny. And I found it funny that the picture of straight males in this movie was allergic to pineapples, which is, <laughs> if you know, you wear a little pineapple brooch or something, it tells the world that you, you're, you're down with the queers. So I just thought that was some weird, like just a weird little, like, check it out. Undercurrent. Yeah, he's he's so straight that he's allergic to pineapples, so it's it's kind of like saying he's anti-us. That's yes. that's the vibe I got yeah. from it anyway, but yeah. Um, um a I film, a film you don't try and take too seriously. Oh, you can't. By any means, but the oh way my it God, was so presented with uh, the the bright colors, the fact that the jocks were always in their football uniforms. <laughs> In every scenario, yes. Even the way that the, the teachers communicated with the students. Marshawn Lewis was killer in this. He was like the gym teacher yep. who was going through a divorce and he didn't trust women. And yeah, it was great. I highly enjoyed it. It we was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it as well. Highly recommend it to anybody out there who wants a 90-minute giggle and something completely different to uh, to modern day teen stuff comedies yeah. yeah teen romance comedies which as we said we don't get too often hopefully we can access this via some streaming service i don't know if it's going to come to our cinemas and that was a comment i had shared with you a week or so ago like from a reading on twitter where someone's like oh this movie hasn't made this much based on what it was spent and the one of the most common threads underneath that was like yeah because like two cinemas out of a 200 are playing it so it's almost mm. impossible to access and that's a distribution issue, not a marketing issue that makes it hard for people to see it. And therefore the numbers reflect that. So hopefully it comes to streaming sooner rather than later. And that gets it some, yeah, people some credit some and some following. On it. Yeah. So then we backed that up back, back, back it up. Yeah. We did a double feature. We did a night. double feature night with no hard feelings featuring our girl, Jennifer Lawrence. It was directed by Jean Stupnitsky. Um, and, Look, the main cast that you're going to know from this is Matthew Broderick, who plays 
the young boy, Percy's father, and uh, Natalie Morales, who is in Dead to Me, Parks and Recreation, and shit, she popped up in the morning show just the other day, so she's in a lot of places. Um, and Cousin, Cousin was in this. He was playing Jennifer's uh, ex, Gary. Um, but essentially, Jennifer plays a character named Maddie who um, is on the brink of losing her home. And so she sees an advert for from this couple who are advertising for their 19-year-old son to be provided company and not sort of relationship, but to take his virginity, really, to prepare him for college. Um, and in promise of that, she would get the family's old car. So Payment she, was she needed a vehicle because her job was, quote, an Uber driver. Yeah. And so she needed to drive. Mm-hmm. And they were all like, hey, bang our son. <laughs> Literally, bang and, our uh, son and we'll give you the car. And you can have the car. And then her male friend rightfully was like, so you yeah, he know, was funny. you're going to prostitute yourself out for a car. And she's like, it's transactional. <laughs> It's often transactional. So obviously comedy ensues and a a sweet relationship develops between young Percy and Maddie, um, who's age 30, mid-30s or so, I think, from memory. I think she was doing the thing, she's like, I'm 30 plus two or something. Yeah, and she has her own commitment issues and is quite flustered by the idea of being in a serious relationship as notoriously single. No spoilers, but just... Think of the movie Along Came Polly mm. and the commitment issues Polly has mm. and you're on the same trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> little Jennifer Anson th- throw out there. Nice one. Yeah, Ben um, Stiller, what's up? That's so good. Philip Seymour Hoffman. The best man is here. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my Dude, I just questions. sharted. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It means a fart and a little shit, shit came, came out. <laughs> Sometimes I remember quotes, see, just remembers on the impact. That's um, disgusting. <laughs> back to no hard feelings. Um, we laughed a, quite a bit at this one as well. Yeah. And we're the like, un- damn, we're really hitting the comedy this <laughs> the, night. The unnecessary violence in this as well. Like the bottoms. nakedness of that beach scene as yep, well, where she yep. comes out full starkers, long shot, full no kit, totally Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I was not expecting that full frontal nudity from her instead of a stunt double and then it just goes it goes from there into a very violent fight scene punching boxes and shit (laughs) in full nudity because Uh, people are threatening to take their clothes after they've gone skinny dipping and later on when he tries to defend her honor and ends up punching her in the throat (laughs) she can't breathe that's actually in the trailer (laughs) so it isn't a surprise but it's still funny when it comes up for sure um so it had some really sweet moments and some nice character development throughout. And it's not one of those things where they're trying to promise a meet cute and an end game. It's literally about how these two people come into each other's lives and can help each other for the next stage, the next chapter of their life. Um, so, yeah, it was hilarious and very sweet. So I enjoyed this quite a lot. What did you give it out of three? Uh, three. Whoa, three out of shit. three. Why not? It's I'll fun. Give- I give it a solid 2.8 out of 3. Okay, well, that's essentially a 3, but over to you now for uh, the John Wick prequel. So, the title, The Continental from the World of John Wick, the three-episode miniseries set in the 70s, and if you didn't know that, you can just listen to the music and also see that we have flashbacks from 1955, and then it says, Sometime Later. And it's clearly the 70s. It's clearly the 70s. And the music is a big help with that. So my man, Mel Gibson, plays Cormac O'Connor. He's in charge of the Continental at this point. 
And uh, Frankie, Frankie Scott, steals his coin press, which, you know, makes the gold coins that they use as currency at the Continental. Mm-hmm. Signifies they are an assassin. Uh, and he was he was hired to do this, but essentially as a power play by somebody, played by your mate uh, Neil McGrath, Katie McGrath. <laughs> Neil McGrath. I was just trying to see if you were paying attention. <laughs> it's Katie McGrath, and yes. you clearly the were. Irish actress from lots of things, but mostly Supergirl. That one time in the Jurassic World movie yeah. where she got eaten by a pterodactyl or something. Totally, pretty hilarious. So yeah, and uh, so. Cormac O'Connor sends for the brother of Frankie Scott, Winston, who we know from the mm. four John, John Wick. Wick movies, or at least three. I don't know if he's in the fourth. I had seen the fourth as we were speaking about Yes, earlier. that did come up. And he's like, yo, Winston, we've known you my entire life. Well, your entire life, your brother, like a son to me or whatever, he stole from me. Mm. Get him to give it back, essentially is what he says. And he's like, I don't even like my brother. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I was just making money over in London, probably. Yeah. And I had this bad Correct. bitch in the in the shower. She was talking to me, and then you kidnapped me. <laughs> and then he goes, I don't care. Also, remember that fire you lit? In 1955? In yeah. 1955? Well, there's a burnt woman in this show, too, and she's really cool. <laughs> KD, she's a cop. Getting off topic here. <laughs> I just wanted to bring her up because she was yeah, my favorite character. And that explains the scars that I was very determined to point out to you. <laughs> so anyway, it starts off with him trying to f- retrieve his brother to save him and mm-hmm. try to get him out of town so Cormac can't fuck with him. Uh, next minute, his brother dead. <laughs> Killed by somebody's sister. End of episode one. Yeah. And then he makes it his goal to take Cormac down and... The in the end, he, he gets gone out. A lot of good violence. Yes. A lot of fun. A lot of colorful characters. Uh, I said to you, I think in episode two, that the show more so reminded me of the movie Nobody, which is in the same universe right. as John Wick, than it did of John Wick. It's a, it's a lot more relaxed. Mm. It's not as, you, you killed my dog, which yes. was given to me by my dead wife. Yes. It's more like... Look at all this excitement. Look yeah. at listen to this fun music we've got. Yeah. Yeah, this is a lot of dark thoughts going on and you know, these people with these human emotions, but there's still a lot of punchy lines and Yeah. Yeah. It was more fun. Yeah. And that's that. It yeah, was... very John Wicky in terms of the gun violence and yeah. the hand to hand stuff. I loved the hand to hand combat. Every single fight scene in this was solid. Um, even when the pigeon died, which I had to rewind for you. Um, but you were the, like, it was right there, but it, it was wasn't. Right there. Well, it, it was right there. It was to the side. I was no, paying attention. No, no. I was looking in the Front foreground. No, no, no. Okay. The characters are the foreground. It's Anything my four eyes. They gave me the advantage. The four eyes. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that, tough guy. <laughs> um, but then when you have the gun <clears> violence <throat> and those scenes where you've got like 20,000 hitmen all just killing each other, I'm like... Eh, that's the stuff about John Wick I didn't really like. But the other stuff I did like, and I did say to you today, I'm like, I'm liking this storyline better than any of the John Wicks, even though John Wick is now a bit of a cult classic in terms of chapter one. Um, it, it's pretty simple at its core, and it's mostly just about the violence. And when we first watched that, we're like, oh, my God, the violence. It's insane. You're not expecting it, especially mm-hmm. maybe from Keanu. But then you are expecting it from that point forth, so I guess maybe that plays into it as well. So I just thought this was really well-threaded, ties into characters we already know and fits with the action that we expect from a John Wick 
it's series. just funny and john wick obviously the main character he's john wick the series is named after him mm. i didn't think that the first spin-off the next character would be the building yeah yes the character <laughs> the building is the main character the protagonist it's in a way pretty much the foreground for everything that goes on except for a few times when they're off at the karate dojo or at the car yard or whatever but yeah, yeah that's it's the primary the location yes yeah. and that's the focus for the majority of it but um, yeah. yeah, it was pretty good. And I didn't realize it was only going to be three part series. They all like movie length or an hour 20, hour 40 or an hour 30. Yeah. First one I think was hour and a half. Next one was I think 80 minutes and then yeah, hour 40. For the yeah. Film. So they're all movie length. So you just make that sure you've is, got that time That aside. is an average of 90 minutes each. Yeah. So wink, wink, wink. Just know that you need that time up your sleeve to watch it. But um, it is very snappy for that reason because mm. three episodes and you're done. And the finale for the last half gives off dread and the raid vibes 100 percent. and yeah that's it for that series isn't it? it's a limited series yep, so it's, um, in, it's not they, a season two don't be looking for it if they do something else the character probably won't be the continental no no they're doing another series with angelica houston and it's more about the training of the assassins i think and the recruiting angelica houston is she morticia yep cool yep um, and lastly, on our features today, we are talking about The Creator, which only just came out last week. It's a sci-fi film um, directed by Gareth Edwards, who is famous for directing Godzilla 2014 and Star Wars Rogue One specifically. He's directed other stuff. but So Rogue One is what he's famous for. Yeah, Rogue One's what he's famous for. Put him on the on the map um, and it features John David Washington, Denzel Washington's son as Joshua and the main female lead is Gemma Chan, who you would know from the Eternals and a TV series called humans. She was also in Captain Marvel. She was in Captain she was Marvel. Blue in that. I feel like she's in like so a, much personality. Yeah. She pops up in so a few much different more places. Personality than she had in the Eternals. Yeah. Which is, which is we'll the problem with that back movie. is what I said to you was, the problem with that movie was the heroine wasn't dope. Right. Um, and another familiar face that I didn't realize was in this because I went in only having seen teaser a teaser trailer. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all I knew and that it was the Rogue One director. But uh, Alison Janney pops up as well as Colonel Howe. And the majority of the rest of the cast are Asian cast because it's set in New Asia in oh, – I'm not going to remember the year, but it was like let's say – 2164 so it's set in the future when uh ai has taken over the world in the form of robots if you will and they pose a threat a lot of um humans like them work with them work for them a lot alongside them but the rest believe that they're going to destroy the earth because they did um bomb los angeles um and so there's this civil war that exists at the time it's not a civil war sorry because it's LA versus New Asia. Um, but it, so it's not New LA? Well, in a sense it is, yeah, because it's set in the future and it's been bombed and they're kind of restarting. You rebuild it's it. dystopian in a sense. Um, but yeah, there's the war between the human race and the AI, the artificial intelligence, and then Joshua is an ex... Navy um, SEAL. Special Forces operative. Um, and then when his wife is killed or she goes missing. Um, He's recruited five years later to hunt down and kill the creator who's meant to be the person responsible for creating all of the AI and has um, been rumoured to have created a weapon to destroy the the Nomad, which is the huge ship that the humans have in the sky 
um, that allows them to kill any threats. Um, so they obviously don't want the nomad to be destroyed, so they want to capture the creator. But when Joshua gets to the creator to find this weapon, the weapon is a young girl who's about age eight. Nice. And so he's got to work out, do I actually destroy this, which presents as a person, even though it's AI, um, or do I take it to the, uh, the actual creator and keep them alive? So is the, is the creator Elon Musk? The creator is actually a spoiler. Let's go. The, the wife who's gone missing. Oh. She actually did survive. Boo. Um, created the, the weapon. Gemma Chan. Oh. Yeah. Boo. But because of that, because of an incident is in a coma. So she hasn't been alive for the last couple of years, but she did create the weapon before she um, went into the coma. But what's impressive about this movie, because the story is... It's alright, and it is a bit of a love story uh, more than anything. Lame. Although it gets quite emotional. Like I found myself quite emotional in scenes, but this young girl, uh, this young Asian actress who plays the uh, weapon, is she knocks your socks off. She's very impressive, um, and you can't help but sympathise. I'm like, oh, I don't want to destroy. I don't want him to destroy the weapon. <laughs> I want him to keep her alive. Like she's not trying to hurt anyone, but people are afraid of how she's going to be used because she's very powerful. She's quite OP. Um, but visually, this movie is stunning. The world that it creates, it's very alien-esque. I said at times it reminded me of District 9. At times it reminded me of elements from the game I'm playing, Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. At times it felt a little bit Star Wars with like the sound and light effects of some of their weapons, the futuristic weapons. Um, and this little space alien world or artificial world that they create in New Asia was, yeah, very impressive. Um, very stunning. So a pretty engaging watch. I'd say I'd give it a 7 out of 10. But with some new, you know, some recency bias, as you like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you like your sci-fis and like to be impressed, it'll be a great 4K. I'll put that out there. Then go check out The Creator. It's still it's in cinemas now. Is Brad Pitt in it? <laughs> uh, no, you will not find Brad Pitt in this film. Oh, good, because I just want to know. Cause I just... I find it uncomfortable when I see people in movies and they're eating. And I love Brad Pitt. <laughs> but, but I was just like, yo, this needs to tick one box. It needs to make sure that no one's eating in it. So you put a movie without Brad Pitt and it's like a 100% chance. It's a lovely time of the show where we talk about what's coming up, potentially. Mm. You never know. You can't predict the future. And but. with the, the times between episodes. Mm. They get longer and longer. Chances are we, we might have a good good little something, something to talk about. What that is, though, I got no idea. I All know. I know is that we're almost definitely not going to be back within 10 days. <laughs> so I'll be definitely playing Spider-Man 2 by then. Oh, my God. Same. Counting down. Uh, Counting down. That's about all I can definitely confirm. Because once Spider-Man does come out, I'm trying to say I'm not going to be doing much else. <laughs> and we've got to somehow not spoil it for each other because we're both going to be playing it at a similar timeline. But mm-hmm. you're going to be playing it at a higher ratio, if that makes sense. Yeah, because you're going to have other stuff you're doing where yeah. I'm going to 
Yeah. Pretty much just be playing Spider-Man. So I need to finish the Cyberpunk 2077 DLC Phantom Liberty, which I'm very close to finishing. You almost had it done today and you kind of had a bit of a mood on you. Yeah. Moody Jade. Because you had to go to, to PT. Personal oh, training. We haven't even talked about your new nickname, son. So I gave Jade a new nickname. Oh, it's dear. Badge. B-A-J. Broke-ass Jade. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of money on my car these school holidays. Damn tires and shit. Yeah, anyway. that's it. Anyway, so... And also, I've got to get back to the Walking Dead Telltale series. Try and get some episodes in. Cyberpunk, Walking Dead, and Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. So, it's jam-packed. Video, video game shit that's going on for Jade. And we're going to continue our little Wednesday night viewing ritual, which we're currently watching. Sex Lives of College Girls, Season 2, Breaking Bad, Season 1, After Party, Season 1, Loki, Season 2, which started uh, this past Friday. And we're going to start Gen V, the, the follow-up to The Boys on Prime. Spin-off show. Yes. I'm going Let's to go. finish my book, Clara and the Sun. It'll be my 15th or 16th. 15th book. Six, I think you said 16th. book for the year. And my favorite show right now, The Morning Show, known as Morning Wars here in Australia on Apple, yeah. um, has had six episodes aired. So I'm pretty sure that wraps up up 10. So yeah, I might bet, have that done. Bet you're enjoying that. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Would Great. love to have watched well, it. Well, you've got access on the old TV. Yeah, certainly do. Mm. So hopefully we'll have all those things to discuss and more. Yeah. Watch this space for what the feature will be. Yeah, slowly chipping away at some curb. Go and watch some Warrior. I've got to get back to Oz. Got to get back to The Wire. Mm. I mean, there's stuff I'll be watching. Nothing's like that jumps out and goes, ah... And grabs you and then drags you into the woods and then fucking rips you out and gets entrails Shit. everywhere. I'm a werewolf. Ah. Yeah, right. Nothing like that. So, but, you know, it's, stuff will be happening. There'll be a little yeah. bit of dialogue, you know, but Spider-Man 2, that's about all I'm excited for. And, and PS5. Shit, you know. <laughs> I too am lie, excited, actually. yeah. Gen V I'm keen for, but, you know, not as much as Spider-Man 2. No, not at all. But I'm pretty sure we're almost done here. Yeah, mm. Stuart. Helicopters. Check your check your next Airy, time. Yeah. Shout out to the yeah, Kip Curry. Represent. Bye. <laughs> really? That's that's all you're gonna give me. Bye. No, no, no. Can't, 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 can't. Ah, this is for another podcast, season ten, episode nine. Kip Crew represent. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to not another podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. All one word, not another podcast with two T's. Or check us out on Twitter, Tweets by Nap. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. <laughs>